Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Um, I, yeah, I can't think of another one right off the top What's of my head. What's the one where all the dogs were barking? Remember? Right, Christmas with the dogs. Ruff, 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 oh ruff, 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 Right. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show. Ho, ho, ho. That was what I was going to say. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Knock oh, it Ho ho, two hoes. Very good, since I did one of them for you. My name is Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. We have to say our names at the beginning of a radio show, or it breaks the radio time continuum. This is the second Christmas show. Now, last week we did Elvis. That was so much fun. Good. Thank you. Now, this week we have to talk about a movie that apparently is part of your mitochondria. Every Christmas, you sit and force me to watch Love Actually. I don't force you. Well, there's nudity in it, so I I watch it, and that makes me a happy guy. Something for you. Okay, something for the men. Do you remember the character inside of Love Actually? It's played by Bill Knightley. His name is Billy Mack. Of course. He's a grizzled old rock star. Uh Uh-huh. He has a manager named Joe. It's played by Gregory Fisher. Right. What is the name of the song that they record? You can either give me the original or the one that they sort of bastardize and turn into a Christmas song. What is it? Love is all around. That's the Trogs version. Uh Do you know what the, the, the name of the song is that they sort of turn it into christmas is all around there you go (laughs) and the problem is love is all around love is a single syllable word and christmas a little harder huh is too it doesn't fit nicely into the song right do you then remember in the movie what billy mack wants people to do with the song he goes on the hamster wheel. He goes He goes on the radio. He goes on television. There's yeah, this boy band. What is he trying to achieve with it? He's trying to out-achieve uh, what this boy band did, and he's going to appear nude singing the song. If yes. He, if. If he does if that. If what? If what? If, if it's number one on the charts. Number one what day? Uh, Christmas. Right. In the UK... It's very important, and I wish we had this in the United States. It's very important what is the Christmas number one song in the UK. Yeah. Why? Why? Because for some reason, music sales, even today, even with downloading and even with all of the streaming and such, music sales peak dramatically in December. Mm -hmm. And what song is the Christmas number one is usually, not always, but usually the top selling single of the year. And it is a great honor to be the Christmas number one song in the UK. Right. While we were watching Love Actually for the upteenth time, it occurred to me, why haven't I done a rock school show on the UK Christmas number one? Ooh. 
So let's play Billy Mac, the song that made me think of it, which was the UK number one in Love Actually, and then we'll come back to reality. Oh, I'm all in, man. And I will play for you some of what is the Christmas number one and why it has become a problem and why now everybody cares about the Christmas number two. That is on everybody's mind. Ready? I'm ready. It's Billy Mack here on Rock School. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling grows. It's written in the fingers you know i'm gonna have to watch love actually again after this show i know it you know they also used that song in four weddings and a funeral did they really yep they sure did don't make me watch that you're going to oh okay very good i could always just sit and play on the computer the christmas number one in the uk once again it is generally not always but generally the biggest selling single of the year because of the way it ebbs and flows in the uk in terms of music sales it's very important how did it get started well it's a chart it's the concept of chart and i'm going to tell you here in a little bit where it really became important now There's the concept of here's where it started, and then there's a concept of this band stepped forward and said, we want to be the Christmas number one. Mm -hmm. So there's a point at which, okay, we're going to track it, and then there's a point at which a band stepped forward and said, okay, look, we want to be number one. So there was a PR movement to do it. Okay. Okay. So here's where it started. The singles chart, the UK singles chart began in 1952 after appearing in New Musical Express. Now, I know you've heard me say this on the show before. That's NME. Okay? Oh, I have heard that. That is the UK edition or equal to Rolling Stone. It's all coming together now. There you go. And a pretty pink bow. Welcome to Christmas. The songs are all based on week end sales total. They go from Sunday to Saturday and then Friday to Thursday. So they look at two systems Ooh. to make sure they have it all taken care of. This is tough. They do. Well, I think it makes sense. We have SoundScan here in the United States, which is what's known as a point of sale. Mm-hmm. SoundScan also deals with downloads and things like that. So we are physically, when the CD goes across, the little red thing that goes boop, yep. and also when the download comes down. So we have it down to a physical number. They track end sales on a weekly basis, which is better. I don't know. 
it's it's the concept of somebody at some point in time must say this is number one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. NME is generally regarded as Billboard is here in the United States. NME is generally regarded as this is the voice of success. So what was in 1952 the first Christmas number one? Al Martino, Here in My Heart. Ever heard of it? Never. Here you go. It's Al Martino from 1952. It's a bit schmaltzy, but you got to hear it because it's your history and you should know your history. It's Al here on Rock School. Stop talking about Andy McDowell and Four Weddings and a Funeral. Don't worry. I'm not going to make you watch it. I will not. I will watch Love Actually again because there's a tremendous amount of cursing and there is nudity. But I will not watch Four Weddings and a Funeral. I'm just not that guy that, oh, it's a a British movie. I will love it. Hey, listen. Hugh Hugh Grant is the rug that holds this whole thing together, (laughs) right? Yes, he is. Hugh Grant is the rug in the room that holds it together. But not Andy McDowell. No. 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 The Southern accent is a bit much right in the middle of all of the British accents. I can't take any more accents. So I'll watch Love Actually, but no more. Okay, Al Martino, I get it. Lush, big stuff my parents listened to, but hey, know your history. So you had to hear it. There you go. You've heard it. Now we can move forward. Are there any other names? Well, in the early charts, it's that lush stuff. The first one you probably know is from 1957, Harry Belafonte. Yeah, know that. There you go. It's Mary's Boy Child. Mm -hmm. Is that a song you know? No. No, but it's still there. Conway Twitty's in 58. What did he have? It's only make-believe. Get out. Yeah, see, I know that one. I didn't know the Harry Belafonte song. Then you start to get into some more names that you know. But let's jump forward to 1973. Take me. This is where it first gets into a contest. The, like I said, the chart existed. But it was in 1973 that the band Slade. Yes. And where you and a lot of Americans probably know Slade is from Quiet Riot. Say that three times. I can't. <laughs> they probably brought themselves or Quiet Riot probably brought them to the United States because they re-recorded Mama, We're All Crazy Now. Oh, yeah. And Come On, Feel the Noise. Yeah. That's where people know it. Slade is known for misspelling their titles on purpose right and doing things that are rather weird crazy stuff you probably don't remember this or maybe you do you and i spent a christmas in the uk yeah we did and when we were there we went on christmas eve and christmas day to a lot of pubs and bars which is probably why you don't remember it oh thank you but a lot of people were singing the song Merry Christmas, Everybody by yes, Slade. Yes, yes, yes. And as I remember, we were accepted with absolutely no you know, problem whatsoever. They, the Yanks were allowed in. But I can also remember that we had not heard that song until we were on UK soil. That's right. 
That's right. We were introduced to it there. Mm -hmm. We had a wonderful time. But in 1973, Slade made a pitch to make themselves the Christmas number one. So if you have to sort of lick your finger and touch history, this is where the UK Christmas number one becomes a contest. Okay. Becomes a place where we want to be the number one song come Christmas. We wrote a song specifically for it. We're going to win it. And we're going to win it. Yeah, I like that. Yep. So here you go. It's Slade. Merry Christmas, everybody. And if you're going to look it up, spell Christmas X-M-A-S. Remember, Slade misspells on purpose. Here you go on Rock School. Okay, coming into the first break, let's have a little bit of fun. It's Christmas, right? Absolutely. Right? Lovely. Do you know what a secret Santa is? A secret Santa. A secret Santa. Yeah, somebody who gives you a gift and they don't tell you uh, who they are. That's right. You know what a re-gift is? Yeah, it's when you get something from somebody that you don't like and you give it to someone else. What's a dirty Santa? A dirty Santa is when you play that game where you can switch presents. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, it's also called a white elephant or a Yankee swap. Yeah. How about that? I now, know, here's some huh? I'll bet you don't know. All right. Here's some I'll bet you don't know. What's an obligift? When you're obligated to give a gift? That's right. <laughs> you're obligated to give a gift. What's an undergift? Uh, when you uh, not give underwear? That's right. When you give either underwear or socks. Ew, you, boo. Yeah, a lot kiss. of people call that the venal sin of Christmas. I don't do that. All right, what's a foil gift? When you wrap something in tin foil, That's like right. cake or pumpkin pie or right. bread or something. It's okay. called a foil gift. Also, uh, the Sunday Comics present gift Done is that. another one. Done yeah. That. Okay, what's I'll do this one more. One more here. What's a combo gift? Combo gift combo gift a twofer no that's when somebody has their birthday on a a holiday especially christmas i had a friend growing up whose birthday was december 24th christmas eve Mm, poor guy what we did i say growing up i was actually in college but what we did was we celebrated his birthday literally six months opposite okay so like a july thing. right it was a july mm-hmm. birthday and we had a full birthday for him we got Aww. a cake and the whole schmeal you know him we got a, a a you know a birthday cake for him but what was funny is we tried to make the birthday cake look like a mattress because if you remember mattress sales when we were growing up were always like christmas in july <laughs> so we tried to make it look like a mattress so i have a lot of you know affiliates that play us yes so krfy sandpoint thank you kpvl decora iowa thank you wmce erie thank you wbsd burlington thank you kscl shreveport thank you 
KSRQ Three River Falls, Minnesota. Thank you, Radio Universidad Salamanca, Spain. Thank you, KCMJ, Colorado Springs. Thank you so very wow. much. Wow, oh, wow, I, wow. I've only listed half of them. I'm going to do the second half in the next wow. break. We will be back in one minute on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, let's talk about the Beatles. You got to talk about the UK. You got to talk about the Beatles. Absolutely. We're talking about the UK Christmas number one. Yeah, they had to show up at least once, right? They showed up four times. What? They hold the record for having the most UK number ones, unless you consider the voice the UK number one. Now, the thing about it is, what are you going to say? Is it either a group? that has the most number ones, or it is a company that has the most no, number ones? No, it's a group. It's a group. Okay, it, well, then the Beatles. That, that, me too. I'm with you there. Then it's the Beatles. Ready? The Beatles are the only act to have four Christmas number ones, starting in 1963. So 63, 67, and two occasions inside of that. Here they are. The Beatles in 1963, I want to hold your hand. Remember, the Beatles were in the UK before they were in the United States. Yes. I want to hold your hand is 64 in the United States. Yes. We're in the UK. 1964, I feel fine. 1965, Beatles, Day Tripper. And then they were beaten out by Tom Jones in 66. He had Green Green Grass of Home. Oh, my gosh. And then the Beatles came back in 1967 with Hello, Goodbye. So they had four Christmas Day number ones. Gee, man. You know what? My favorite is We Can Work It Out, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I uh, didn't bring thought, that one. I thought that would... Didn't bring that one. No, it would... Yeah, didn't bring that one. Nope, it was yeah. number two. Yeah, Day Tripper. Yeah, it was number two. The reason it was number two is because it was a double-sided A single. Didn't bring that one. You didn't? Yeah, I brought Day Tripper. Oh, sorry about that. Humbug. Day Tripper here on Rock School.
bottom of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. These are the rock and roll dates, December 21 all the way through December 27th. There you go. Christmas is right in the middle. You got Mm. Monday, Tammy. Go. December 21st, 1971, the famous picture of Elvis and Richard Nixon is taken. December 22, 1975, Ike and Tina Turner are robbed of $86,000 when a suitcase containing concert receipts is stolen. December 23rd, 1977, Cat Stevens announces that he has converted to Islam and now wants to be known as Yusef Islam. There you go. December 24, at a Christmas Eve taping session in 1966, Tommy James and the Shondells record I Think We're Alone Now. December 25th, thank you, 1967, Paul McCartney becomes engaged to actress Jane Asher. Oh my gosh, she would end up the she would end the relationship in early 1968 because of Paul's, you know, infidelities. Yeah, he uh, had a lot of women running at him. In December 26, 1970, George Harrison's My Sweet Lord becomes the first Beatles solo single to top the Billboard 100. And then December 27, 1971, after a trial run as a summer replacement series, the Sonny and Cher Show begin its four-and-a-half-year run on CBS. Mm-hmm. Back to the number one song at Christmas in the UK. Okay. We're going to play Cliff Richards. Now, here's the thing. He spent four, four times at the top of the Christmas number one. Now, you're going to say to me, Joe, you lied to us. You said the Beatles were the only group that was number one four times. You did say that. I did say that. However, here's the thing. The Beatles are a single group. They did it four times. Cliff Richards did it twice as a solo act, once with the Shadows, and once as part of Band-Aid 2. So if you consider that an equivalent to the Beatles, then I'm a liar. If you don't consider that an equivalent, which I don't, because if you're part of Band-Aid 2, you're one of a hundred people standing there, I don't consider that an equivalent to the Beatles, then, okay, I'm a liar if you consider that an equal. In 1960, Cliff Richards and the Shadows, I love you, sounds like this on Rock School. Your love means more to me than all the apples hanging on a tree and like those apples, our love will grow Because I, the soul, let's get together And you will see how much I, I love you Let's get together and you will see how much I, I love you Okay, going into the break a little bit early here on Rock School, and uh-huh. you had a question yeah, for me. Big Go question. Ahead. Yeah. Since we're like in the middle of December or yes, we third are. week in December. Actually, this show is going to cover Christmas. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So any idea what the number one is going to be in the UK this year, 2015? Okay, I'm, I'm looking at the date. Today, the day we're recording this show is 12-13. Yeah. Okay, now this show obviously is going to to air mm-hmm. later in the month, but today is 12-13. According to the UK Mirror, mm-hmm. that is the, one of the major papers in London. Right. Here are the odds... That have been set up for the UK number one. An X-Factor winner. 
They don't have their winner yet for X Factor. That's going off at five to six. Okay. Which means you're going to win a tiny, tiny bit of money. That's the problem. For the past X number of years, whomever has won the X Factor, it's the same thing here. If you watch the television shows for all of the singing contests. Yeah, the voice and all of that. Right. That's where all of the major downloads are coming from. Okay. So they make a point of running these shows, X Factor and what have you, around Christmas so that, remember I told you the ebb and flow of sales of music? Yeah. Come around December and Christmas. So why not have the major singing contest in your country... Come to an end just in time for the Christmas number one. Okay, so what's it going to be? Well, they say that the X Factor winner is going off at five to six. Justin Bieber is going off at seven to one. A Justin Bieber song. Okay. The NHS Choir is going off at seven to one. I don't know what that is. Mm. Out of seven to one. Eagles of Death Metal are going off at 10 to 1. If you remember, Eagles of Death Metal were playing in the place when the attacks in in Paris Paris Mm -hmm. went off. Yes. Yep. Grace is going off at 10 to 1. I don't know who Grace is. I'm assuming it's a UK band or a UK singer. The Star Wars theme, because Star Wars is so ridiculous ridiculously popular right now yeah yeah adele is going off at 20 to 1 adele i guarantee you is popular it's just that her album probably came out a little too early okay to you know to become the uk number one hello i think is the first single off of it and then her majesty the queen a tribute is going off at 25 to 1. Whoa. There you have it. I like it. The race is on, huh? There you, yeah, you have the, you now have the, you know, the odds, but more than likely, and, you know, odds makers do not make odds to lose money. No. So they probably think it's going to be an X Factor winner. KFOK Sacramento, California. Thank you. KSKQ Ashland, Oregon. Thank you. WOUB Athens, Ohio. You run the show. Thank you. WYAP Clay, West Virginia. Thank you. WXZY, Kane, Pennsylvania, and the flagship station, KSLU. Todd, thank you so much for believing in me. What was it, 2006? Oh, He my put gosh. this show on the yes. air. You are my fourth person oh. in the co-pilot chair. I think I'm like six. I, you know, it's right. If you I take... there are a couple of dead people you're not counting. Right. If you take Bill Robeson and Dan McCarthy and all the other people who have been oh, in that the chair... Oh, dude, I'm like number 10. Yeah, you go way down the list. So Sorry. We're going to take a minute. We'll be back here on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break. You remember during the break I talked about the X factor? Yeah. And how it's bugging people mm-hmm. that it's it's some pop sensation that always seems to win this. Right. Well, back in 2009, Joe McEldery was an X factor person mm-hmm. and it was starting to bug people that come on, we can't just keep having some person out of nowhere keep winning this thing this this christmas number one so a facebook campaign if you will 
got started to get some band or some song listed as the number one Christmas song in the UK, the Christmas number one. If you remember here in the United States, I guess it was Howard Stern started a vote for the worst campaign for was American Idol. Yeah. So what he did is he went out of his way to make sure that the absolute worst singer, and a lot of people think it was Sanjaya that that won or did very well because who of Howard Stern. Who now has a huge career in India. That's right. Sanjaya is the person who has more success in terms of money right. than anybody else, including Kelly Clarkson and all that kind of stuff. Yep. You, you think to yourself, like, you know, no way he has more money you're looking at a country of a billion people. He's a good-looking kid. There you go. I know, huh? Well, back in 2009, the people of the UK said, you got to be kidding me. Enough is enough of this thing. Oh, yeah? So a Facebook campaign was started, and the 1992 single, Killing in the Name of, by Rage Against the Machine became the Christmas number one. If I do my mathematics correctly, that's 17 years since the single came out. And you know, that's exactly what I want to listen to when I'm opening up my presents. You gotta be kidding me. It's a it's a protest song. I know. Against the horrors of money and greed and things like that. But people got sick of what was happening and they picked this song it can't be any worse than Mr. Blobby. No, but they're putting out a good message. I That's understand. True. I get it. I but like they, it. they got tired of what was happening. And this Facebook campaign gave the crown to Rage Against the Machine. Killing in the name of on Rock School. <laughs> That's Rage Against the Machine uh, taking us to our last break. We talked about some gifts earlier on. Let's talk about a boomerang gift again. That's the gift that helps me more than it helps you. (laughs) This Christmas, give the gift of Joe Burns. Please go to rockandrollloser.com, rockandrollloser.com. Get my album. You can have it for free. It's all yours. It's free. Download it. And if you want the Christmas single that Tammy and I wrote, go to rockandrollloser.com slash Christmas, all lowercase. Rock That's and roll. my favorite. Yeah. Rockandrollloser.com slash Christmas. And it's yours. You can have it for free. There's also a YouTube channel, but that would take me too long to tell you all about. So rockandrollloser slash Christmas. By all means, go get it. Rockandrollloser.com. Okay. This is what we're going to end on. I'll tell you a little bit more about the uh, uh, about the UK number one. As part of two acts, George Michael repeated as the UK number one as part of Band-Aid and Wham. Mm-hmm. So he went to number one twice. Okay. The Spice Girls. Ooh, tell me what you want. They have been there three times from 1996 to 1998. I've got the list here. Let me see if I can... See what the three songs are. 1996 to become and one, I'm sure, was one of them. Too much and goodbye. Yeah, there you go. There, I knew there three times. All three of those. Right. Also, uh, it says here that one of them got to the top uh, another time here in the Justice Collective in 2012. 
Uh, Mel Melanie C got there with Robbie Williams. Whoa! There you go. And the one we're going to end on, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, reached the number one spot twice. Twice. Nineteen seventy-five. When Freddie Mercury was alive. Uh-huh. And 1991, when Freddie Mercury passed. Mm. There you go. It's the only record to have reached the number one spot twice. And you know what? What? You would do anything or go to any list you could to yes. play that song every single show. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. It does suck up a lot of time. That's the only downfall of it. There you go. So Queen will wrap us up. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. Merry Christmas. Next week, we will be back with the obligatory show. It's the show where we say goodbye to those who left us in 2015. So that's going to do it. Class is dismissed. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a cool boy, I need no sympathy. Because I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low. Anyway, the wind blows, doesn't really matter. Just killed a man